Well, good morning, community. God bless you. You already know who I am. I'm PJ, lead pastor of Freedom Point Church Hawaii. We're all about Jesus, and Jesus is all about freedom. I am so glad that you have joined us this morning where you find yourself. So listen, I don't care if you're in the kitchen, the living room, in your bed or your office, I'm declaring right now you're in the right place. Can we start by just giving the Lord a hand of praise? Come on, you can do it right where you are. Amen. Nobody's looking at you because we are worshiping the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I am so honored to be with you this morning to share a word of encouragement, maybe practical instruction that has come from my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so let me give you an idea of what's been going on at Freedom Point Church Hawaii. Over the past few weeks, we've been in a series that's titled Auto Response. And that series is about challenging our negative emotions and behavior and how they spew over into all areas of our life. The essence of, of, of this particular series is founded in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2 where it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. But here it is, verse number two, and be not conformed to this world. Don't do it the way the world does it, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you might prove what is that good, perfect, and acceptable will of God. And so with auto response, it's saying no longer have these negative emotions and behavior on automatic. They can't be the default setting in our life if we are Christ's representatives and Christ lives deep down on the inside of us. So with all of that said this morning, I want to continue on in that vein, if you allow me to. And I want to talk about an emotion that gets us in a lot of trouble, and that is anger. Can you say anger? Oh, yeah, yeah. Some of us are like, oh, PJ, please don't do it. Yep, we're going to do it in the name of Jesus. We're going to challenge anger, the, the, the emotions of anger, and how we act out or respond in anger. But before we start, let's, let's, let's just go to the throne of grace. Father in heaven, we come to you this morning, and we thank you for Christ. Lord, we thank you for all that he has done in our lives, what he's doing right now, what he shall continue to do. And so, Father, as we settle in, we ask that you would remove distractions, tiredness, sleepiness. God, the noise that's on the outside of our home or our spaces. And Father, help us to settle in to hear what you have to say this morning. Give us eyes to see naturally and spiritually what it is that you are calling us to in these last and evil days. And Father, we just thank you for all things. We give you glory. We give you honor. And we give you all the praise. It's all yours, Lord. We take no credit for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And thank God. Again, challenging anger. So as we start, I've got a few questions that I want to ask. All right. Here's the first one. What is your relationship with anger? What is your relationship? How does anger show up in your life and how, how do you deal with it? Here's the second question. I think this is pretty, pretty awesome. How is anger serving you? Yeah, we have anger in our life, but how is it serving you? Is it serving you well? 
Has it caused trauma or drama in your life? And then I think more importantly, if I were to ask the person that's beside you right now, come on, right now, or that person that's in the other room that may be still sleeping or out in the yard, you know, taking care of the car or, or, or the, the grass or what have you, and I ask the question, how is anger showing up and serving that relationship, how would they respond? Yeah, I'm going in. I'm going all the way in because I believe that, that there is either one or two extremes that are going on as it relates to how we deal with this emotion of anger or our behaviors because of anger. And so here, here it is, the wisest man in the world. His name was Solomon, and Solomon had something to say about anger and what side of the spectrum we find ourselves on. He says these words in Proverbs chapter 29. He says, listen, either you are a fool or you're wise when it comes to anger. I'll say it again. You're either a fool, yep, that's right, or wise. Listen to his words. He says, fools vent their anger. They let it all hang out. I mean, you know, when, when it's out, it's just out. I'm angry and I'm about to go off up in here. Or you never, you know, you never announce that you're about to go off. You just go off. You go from zero to 200 in a nanosecond. And so this is not PJ. This is Solomon. He says, if this is you, you're operating on the spectrum of a fool. Now, I've got a question. Who's the fool? <laughs> In your relationship, is it you or is it? Yeah, don't even look. Don't look at them. Don't 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 look at them. Just just look at me or just put your head down or, or do like this. Act like you don't even know what I'm talking about right now. It's like I have no idea. I don't want to say anything, PJ, or or just walk away for a bit. But but I, I declare that in every family, there is someone who operates on the spectrum of a fool. But here's the other side of it. He says, but the wise quietly hold it back. Hold what back? <laughs> hold anger back. He says they don't let anger control them. And so I asked again, how is anger serving you? How is anger showing up in your life? What would your family members, your friends, your coworkers, your buddies, come on, your employees say about you and how anger is serving in your life. It, the Bible, the Bible itself has much to say when it comes to the subject of anger. And so as we go deeper, I believe that we need to take some wisdom from James's brother, some, excuse me, Jesus, who is James's brother. And, and so James says these words. He says, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be what? Quick to listen, slow to speak, and, and the big one, slow to get angry. Yeah, slow to get angry. Got to be slow to get angry. Why? He says human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. See, our human anger causes us to act out of character if we're not careful. It causes us to do things that are totally contrary to the will, the grace, the mercy, and the favor of God. And so he says, because of this, because we know that anger is so powerful, you need to be slow in going to that place. Yeah, this is good. This is good. Here's something else that I, I, I want to ask you. What causes us? 
What causes us to get angry? What, what, what causes you uh, uh, to get sideways or, or, or to get mad or, or to give someone a stink eye or give a negative response? What, what causes this? Well, again, James gives us some insights on this. In James chapter 4, he says these words. He says, what causes fights? quarrels among you? What causes you to get angry? What causes you to get sideways? What causes you to go off on people? He says these words. Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? I see somebody right now, you're folding your arm like, well, hold on, hold on. The reason why I get mad is because of Robert Earl, you know, or, or chemo. Chemo is the one that makes me mad. No, no, PJ, it's my wife. My wife, when she does all of that stuff, my husband, when he doesn't do what he's supposed to do, my kids, when they don't do their homework and they don't clean up their room, then I get mad. It is another person. Oh, but James says, hold on for a second. I don't think that's the case. He says, don't your anger, come on, don't your frustration don't don't your ill feelings come from your desires that battle within you? Yeah, he's saying you need to take a look on the inside and not the external. He goes on and says this in verse two. He says you desire you want things that you do not have. So you so you kill. This is what he's saying. And and it could be literal or figurative, but, but nonetheless, it's talking about ag aggressive behavior that happens as a result of, of something that you want and you're not receiving. He says, you covered, you lust after, you long to have this, come on, something that you cannot get, something you cannot have, what you want, so guess what you do? You go off, you quarrel, <laughs> you, you, you really act crazy. You come on, you, you already know. So I'm not going to throw some things out there because you might doing it. Uh, but you start fighting and quarreling because you're not getting the things that you want. Let me just sum this up. There are two reasons, I believe. There's probably more, but there's two clear reasons why we get angry. Here's the first one. We get angry because we're not getting what we want. Yeah, can you say that? Uh, just say it, just really slow. Say, I get angry. Now you're smiling and looking at me. I want to repeat it for real. Come on, come on, come on, right now. I get angry, yeah, that's good, because, yes, I am not getting what I want. Yeah, that's, that's the first one, that's the first one. When we don't get what we want, yeah, we, we get upset. I, I didn't get the promotion. You know, I, you know, I did all these things for my wife and, and, and she didn't give kindness in return. You know, I buy the kids school clothes. I make sure that they have food in the house. I, I take them to the gym and I take them to these recitals. I do all of these things, but I'm not getting any respect. In, in, in return, I am not getting what I want. That's the first one. The second one is this. I'm receiving something that I know 
I don't deserve. I I know I don't reserve. I don't deserve it. You know, all the things that I'm doing and this is what I get in return. You know, I I, I don't believe that I don't deserve this. I I shouldn't be be subject to all of the negativity and the nastiness that's coming my way. And because it's coming my way and I didn't even do anything, PJ. So my default is to get mad and to snap back. Anybody willing willing to admit, yeah, you know, they they get on your last nerve and they're they're hitting you with things that you know you don't deserve. And so you go off. Anybody? Any, any, yeah, I see one. Yeah, PJ. Yeah, that's it. So, so it's so it's one or two. I'm not getting what I want, so I get angry, or I'm receiving something that I know I don't deserve, and, and I can't help it. I, I just cannot help it. I just go off. I, I try to help it, but but it, it's just not helping. Uh, I, I'm trying to hold it down. I'm trying to keep my peace, but every time this thing happens, it triggers me to spiral you know uh many of us remember the incredible hulk and you know the incredible hulk when he got angry he turned green and he tore up a whole bunch of stuff and and so many of us get madder faster and we're more vicious than the incredible hulk and then when you calm down and you've done everything that you needed to do acting like a coke bottle spewing over everyone guess what we do we go I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but when you said this, you made me mad, and I, I just respond. I, I couldn't even help it. I, I, I couldn't help it, and, and I'm here to tell you right now, this morning, I, I want you to stop saying you couldn't help it. You know, if you're a born-again believer, that, that no longer can you say no longer can you say I couldn't help it. I, I got mad and I went off because that's my default. No, no. As a born again believer, you don't have to be trapped by anger. You don't have to be trapped by it. You don't, you don't have to go. I got angry. So I did this or you did that. I got upset and I did that. No, 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 no. As a born again believer, we don't have to be trapped by anger. In fact, let me tell you what James again had to say about this. He says, dear brothers and sisters. Yeah. You and I, Talking about born again believers, when troubles or trials or circumstances or those things that rub us the wrong way of any kind come into your space. He says these words. You ready? He says, consider it as an opportunity for great joy. Yeah, that's so good. He, he, he didn't say consider it as an opportunity to go off. He didn't say consider it as an opportunity to give somebody the stink eye. He, he didn't say consider the opportunity to, to flip somebody the bird because they cut you off and then they gave you the shaka after they cut you off. No, no, no. He says consider it an opportunity for great joy. Well, PJ, that's different. That's different. I don't know if I can do that. Second Corinthians 5 and 17 says, oh, yes, you can. He says these words. If anyone is in Christ or belongs to Christ, he has become a new person. Remember, Pat brought this one up last week and it's coming up again. God's like, no, bring it up one more time. Okay, so I'll say it again. If anyone, come on, is in Christ, Christ is in them, we have become a new person, the old nature. Yeah, that one that goes off all the time like a bull in a china factory says that person is gone and a new life emerges, a new life begins. Yeah, that, that's it. Let me tell you something else. When we accept Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, guess what happens? The spirit of God resides where? 
Yes, down on the inside. And so because of that, Paul had something to say to the church at Corinth. He said these words. He, he, he says in Galatians, he says, listen, but the fruit of the spirit, meaning the results of the spirit of God living down on the inside of you produces these types of fruit. Come on in your life. Here it is. The first one, love, joy, inner peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and then the last one, here it is. What is it, PJ? You see it, it's on the screen. Self-control. Yeah, self-control says you can't help it. Self-control says, yes, you can be angry, but you don't have to sin. That's, that's what it's saying. It's saying you can be upset, but, but you don't have a right to go off and act the way you used to act before you knew Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. It says you have control where you can harness this thing called anger. Come on, come on. So, so, so what am I saying here? You don't have to be trapped by anger. You, you don't have to be a prisoner of the results of anger. You, you don't have to be in a place where you go, well, Lord, I just can't help it. Anytime they upset me, I get mad and I go off, PJ. No, no, no. You, 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 you can't say that. You can't say that. I, I hear the men right now. Bro, what are you talking about? I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm not going to give up my man card when my girl, my wife, my children disrespect me. i got to do something. Yeah, I got it. I got it. But you don't have to be trapped. Come on. You don't have to be tied up, tangled up. Come on. By anger. Why? Because Christ I'm going to do a visual. Christ has set us free from that. And if we have been set free from Christ, excuse me, from the, the thing of anger through Christ, guess what? We are free indeed. Yeah, we're free indeed. And so as we dial down, as we work through this thing, I just want to repeat it again. We don't have to be trapped by it. God has given us power over anger. He's given us the ability to, to, to acknowledge that we're angry, but there are other responses that are more appropriate as believers. And so for the next few minutes, we're just going to walk this thing out. Here it is in Ephesians. Church of Ephesus got a letter from the Apostle Paul. He says these words. He says, go ahead and be angry. <laughs> you do well to be angry. He said, yep, you better acknowledge it. You do well to be angry. But here's the first one. He says, don't. Use your anger as fuel for revenge, causing you to sin. That's the first thing. You can be angry, but don't sin. Don't act out. Don't do it. That, that's the first one. Now, please understand, he's talking to believers, not to the world. He goes on and he says this. He says, and don't stay angry. Yeah, some of us struggle with that. We, we get mad, we get angry, and, and we just stay angry. You know, we're angry for four hours, then we're, we're angry for four days, and then we're angry for four weeks. And some of us are still stooped with anger for something that happened four years, 10 years, 14 years, 20 years ago. Anybody know what I'm talking about? We're just angry on, on something that happened, and we wouldn't let it go. But he says, don't stay angry. That's number two. Number three says this, and don't go to bed angry. Mm-hmm. 
Don't go to bed angry. Yeah, you got mad, you got upset at someone, and, and, and instead of you reconciling, working through it, you, you, you mad. And if you married, you know what happens. You're in the same bed, but you on one end about to fall off the edge, the other's on the other end about to fall off the edge, or you're sleeping in another room, you know, and it's just crazy around there. He says, don't go to bed angry. And, and here's the last one. He says, and don't give the devil that kind of foothold in your life. Well, you know what? You know what the enemy wants? He wants to divide. He wants to conquer. He wants to separate. He wants to divide and he wants to take us out. And one of the emotions that he uses is, go and answer the question. He uses anger. Yeah, he uses anger. And, he, and, and Paul is saying, don't allow him to do it. Don't allow him to do it. Don't, don't stay angry. Don't go to bed angry and don't give the enemy a foothold. Well, I got some extra extra credit here. If anybody wants some, some extra information, yeah, okay, point number five. He says, don't use foul or abusive language. Yeah, I, I know we got some folks that that's not always, well, I just love the Lord and hallelujah. And yes, wife, I am mildly agitated with you right now. And I think that we really need to sit down and talk about this so that things can be better. Or, you know, if it's on the South, you know, it's like, hey, you know, you just upset me. I think we really need to talk about this because I don't think it was right that this happened. No, no, no. Many of us, when we get angry, we're using foul and abusive language. Again, don't look at the other person. Just look straight at me. Act like you don't know what I'm talking about right now because either it's him or it's, mm -hmm, it might be, yeah, it might be you. And God is saying through his, his anointed one, Paul, saying, don't use foul or abusive language. Instead, let everything you say, how you respond in this situation, be good and helpful so that your words would be an encouragement. Come on, not to tear anybody down, not to tear them up, not to blow them up. No, no, no but to encourage those who hear your words. Ah, this is so good, so good. I gave you one, can I give you one more? Come on, let me give you one more. Number six, here it is. Get rid of all bitterness, all rage, all anger, all harsh words and slander as they are all types of evil behavior, yeah? Mm. I'm not going to touch that. That came straight from the word of God. He says, instead, be kind to each other. When, PJ? When I'm mad? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Be tenderhearted. When they upset me and I'm not getting what I want? Yes. Forgiving one another. Even when I know they were wrong, I told them not to do it. They did it. They asked for forgiveness. They did it again. And they keep doing it. And they will never change. Am I still supposed to forgive them? Mm-hmm. Just, here it is, we forgive them, we're kind, we're passionate, we're tenderhearted, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Ah, this is, this is, I know it's heavy, I know it's heavy, but, but it's important. <laughs> Why? Because we have the power to deal with anger. How? How have we, how do we have the power? Why? Because Christ is down on the inside of us. And Christ has set us free, come on, 
from anger. He set us free from that. We, 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 can, we can say I'm angry, but we don't have to sin. We don't have to go off. We can just literally do it the way God wants us to do it. In other, other words, we can say we can just put anger in, it, in its place. And so here it is. We've talked all about anger. We've talked about how it shows up. We even talked about how many of us respond negatively to it. And so I believe that there's someone out there this morning asking this question. Okay, PJ, I got it. I feel bad. You know, I'm the one that always does stuff. I always trip. I go off. And then I realize that I never really should have went off. It was for no reason at all. I just feel bad. And I tell him I'm sorry. And then three days later, I do it again. So tell me, PJ, since you're so smart, how do we deal with this thing called anger? I'm glad you asked. I just want to walk you through it. Here it is. Here it is. Here's the first one. You got to admit it. Yeah, you just need to admit it. Be honest with yourself. And be honest with God. You, you don't have to necessarily be honest with everybody else, you know, but at least be honest with yourself. And be honest with God. God, I am angry right now. I am so upset up in here, up in here. I just want to tear it up, Lord. Just call me little Hulk, Hulky. Just call me Hulky. I, I really want to just do it. Hulk Triss. I'm just a Hulk. I just want to go off. I'm a ticking time bomb. God, I'm angry. That's the first that we need to do. Second, second thing is this, we need to explore it. We need to exp you know, courageously explore. Why am I, why am I angry? <laughs> why am I upset? Why has this thing got, got a hold on my life right now? I, I, I mean, really, what was really said? What was done? What was not done that have me sideways right now? right now. Yeah, we need to explore it. So we admit it, we explore it. The, the next one is this. We need to challenge it. Okay, I'm angry. I think I know why I'm angry uh, uh, because this was said or this was done or, or this was given or, you know, that I didn't deserve or I'm not getting what I really want. Well, am I justified in being angry? Am I really justified? You know, and, there, and, and why am I saying this? Because there are some Anger that's clearly justified when people are not being treated fairly that you see, you know, it, it's socially uh, wrong. It, it's socially unacceptable. You know, there are times where we need to allow our anger to show up. But but this one is, is my anger towards those against me or have opposed me or have hurt me or, or done things to me or not for me, is it really justified? Is this just something that, that God wants me to deal with? Yeah, you want to challenge it. You want to challenge that. Where, where am I on this? Where am I on this? And, 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 easy, and, 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 and with that, you want to ask yourself the question, is it even worth it bringing it up? Because this is more about me than it is about them. And then the last one is simply this. Once you walk through that, then you need to ask the question, all right, how do I respond? If it's something that's not justified, you know what you need to do. You need to let it go. You need to move on. You know, if it's something that really needs to be, be worked out, talked about, processed with the person, the violator, or the one that hurt you, or, or what have you, then, then, then I want to I give you something right now. This is not in the notes, it's not on the slides, but that response ought to be, first and foremost, 
that you surrender your anger and your hurt to God. That's what you want to do. You want to surrender it to him. Lord, I'm angry. I'm upset. I was offended. Lord, I, I didn't receive what I wanted or I'm getting a whole lot of garbage that I don't deserve. And God, I'm giving it to you right now. And, and Father, I pray that you would give me peace and help me to walk through this process. Help me to help me to respond the way you want me to respond. And so let me tell you what happens when we really when we really settle in and we walk through th th those four things. When we really acknowledge, come on to God that we're angry and we're upset. You know, the first thing that God does, he says, I'm listening. And, and he starts doing a transfer right then, right, right then he starts doing a transfer. And, and, and then when we, when we begin to explore it and, you know, asking now, now why am I really angry? Guess what happens? God is partnering with you at that moment and he's given you his perspective on the situation. That's what God does. The, the, the third one, is it, is it justified, right? Is, it, is this thing really justified? I, I believe that as you're, as you're working through it yourself, God is right there with you. And he's telling you, hey, this is not that big of a deal. You know, just because they laughed at you because you spilled the milk, you don't got to get mad and, and dump the whole gallon of milk in the sink. <laughs> no, no, we don't. We don't, we don't do that. It's just because you burnt one piece of chicken, now you want to throw all the chicken out? No, no, it's not that big of a deal. This is all about something that's going on in your life that I want to work through with you. And then you know what happens. When you get to the place of responding, guess what? God is ready to tell you exactly what you need to do. And I believe a lot of times God just says, go ahead and forgive. I'll set up the time. I'll set up the opportunity where you can address it that I will be glorified. They will be protected and everything that you do will be God honoring. This is the way we challenge anger when we get hit with it and we're faced with it. Remember, we're not bound by anger. We're not bound by it. We're not tangled up by it. Why? Because Christ Jesus has set us free. It has no control over our life. No longer do we operate like the fool, but we act like we respond like the wise. How about you? Are you willing to take that challenge? Are you willing to challenge the anger in your life? I most certainly believe that you are, and I'm praying with you as you walk this journey out by faith. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we come to you right now, Lord, and we just thank you, Christ. And Lord, I thank you for, for speaking to us today. Lord, I know it was heavy and uncomfortable for many of us, even me, but God, you're doing it because we're your children. And God, you want so much more for our lives and for the communities that we find ourselves in, home, marriage, work, neighborhood, Lord God, and even for our church family here at Community, New Hope Community, Lord. And so we, we thank you right now, and I pray that you would bless us, and Lord, give us the courage to 
to pause quickly and admit it to you. And Lord God, help us to process it. That would bring you glory, honor and praise. We thank you right now. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. And thank God. Hey, thank you for joining us today. Again, I'm PJ, lead pastor of Freedom Point Church of Hawaii. Where we're all about Jesus. And Jesus is all about freedom. And hey, how about doing this? Keep praying for your pastors, Pastor John and Renee. And if you, if you want to join in with us today, I don't know where you are, but if you guess what? You got a few minutes. You, you have at least about maybe an hour and 15 minutes to go and take a shower, finish your little breakfast, and come on down to community, and, and, and we get to do it. We get to do it all over again. God bless you. We love you with the love of the Lord. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. God bless.